This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, March 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. First pesticide bill of the year. Large fine and pesticide mishandling. Grape crushes down and California OSHA offers coronavirus guidelines. Legislature's first pesticide bill of the year passes committee. Bay Area Assemblymember Rebecca Bauer-Cahan wants to increase fines on pesticide spray drift incidents to ensure repeat offenders and bad actors are held accountable. Anne Catton of the California Rural Legal Assistance Foundation, a fixture in meetings at the Department of Pesticide Regulation, testified that these incidents can impact up to several hundred individuals. She detailed a range of medical symptoms. Louis Brown, representing citrus, fresh fruit, and other commodity groups, pointed out the proposed bill offers a five-fold increase in fines, adding to a previous five-fold increase. Bauer-Cahan clarified the increase to $250,000 would be for maximum fines, which are not always applied. She argued that the last increase was 20 years ago and is overdue. An attorney representing agriculture commissioners was concerned about DPR taking over investigations. He hoped that could be a more collaborative process than the bill currently proposes. Republican committee members felt the measure usurped local control. Several other ag groups also opposed the bill. Now keep in mind, the measure, Assembly Bill 1919, is identical to a bill proposed in 2017 by a neighbor to Bauer-Cahan, Assemblymember Bill Quirk. It died in the Assembly floor for the same issues cited by the opposition. On that note, DPR has posted its summary of public comments on the Chlorpyrifos Alternatives Workgroup as sketched onto notepads during workshops in January. California OSHA issues guidelines for protecting workers from coronavirus. California's Division of Occupational Safety and Health has issued industry guidelines for protecting workers from exposure to COVID-19 and other airborne infectious diseases. The recommendations cover prevention steps for employers to take, as well as precautions for controlling exposures. The Western Agricultural Processors Association warned its members yesterday of the new guidelines, which are subject to change as the situation does evolve. EPA fined San Francisco-based Wilbur Ellis over pesticide mishandling. Wilbur Ellis is paying $73,000 in penalties for the improper storage, labeling, and containment of agricultural pesticides at three California facilities and one in New Mexico. EPA cited 14 violations as discovered through inspections by DPR and a New Mexico agency. The firm has corrected the issues and is reevaluating its processes. California wine grape processing declined in 2019. CDFA issued its final grape crush report for last year, yesterday. It showed a 9% drop from 2018 with just over 4 million tons. The average price earned by growers declined by more than 2% as well. An oversupply issue also led many grapes going unharvested. You can read more on the grape crush and what the oversupply means to growers at agripulse.com. In national news, stimulus may include nutrition aid. 
President Donald Trump is pushing Congress to pass an economic stimulus package to stabilize an economy rocked by coronavirus, and lawmakers are looking for ways to use legislation to expand the USDA food assistance programs. We don't want the virus to disproportionately impact those people who are low income and who normally would have access to nutrition assistance. That the word of Representative Sanford Bishop, a Georgia Democrat who chairs the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee. He mentioned that yesterday. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue told that same subcommittee he was open to expanding the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program to help poor people who are affected by the outbreak and also to broaden the use of school feeding programs to help kids whose schools are closed. Bishop told reporters later that lawmakers would seek to ensure USDA gets the additional legal authority it needs as a part of the stimulus package. For more on how USDA and FDA are addressing the outbreak, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Farmers tell Congress more trade aid may be needed. If China doesn't come through soon with massive purchases of a wide variety of U.S. agriculture commodities, farmers will need a third round of MFP payments. That's what farmers told a House Agriculture Subcommittee hearing yesterday. FDA seeking new data on CBD. FDA is asking for more comments and research on the effects of the hemp derivative CBD on people and animals. FDA has reopened a comment period on CBD that closed last year. It's keeping its docket open for input indefinitely. The agency is, quote, particularly interested in data that may help to address uncertainties and data gaps related to the safety of CBD. Among the many subjects for which it is seeking feedback, FDA says it wants to know about the effects of CBD on pets and food-producing animals, such as animal studies that, quote, demonstrate the effects of CBD exposure in different target animal species, breeds, or classes, including information on the formation of residues in edible tissues of food-producing animals and safety of chronic exposure of CBD, that according to the FDA. Greg Kaufman, he chairs the cannabis practice at the law firm Evershed Sutherland, said he believes the FDA is disappointed with the lack of data provided and potentially with the quality of data received in response to its repeated calls for data that it can use to inform its approach to regulating CBD. Consumers on gene editing. What's that? A new study of consumer attitudes toward gene editing shows the ag community and food retailers have a long way to go in getting public acceptance for the technology. More than 50% of consumers surveyed for the study had no idea what the term meant, but associated with GMOs. We'd like to think it's a blank slate upon which we can write the narrative, but the truth of the matter is there's a negative perception people have associated with gene editing because it shares that genetic component. That FMI Foundation Executive Director David Fikes speaking with AgriPulse. His organization, which supports food retailers, commissioned the study with the American Farm Bureau Federation, American Seed Trade Association, and Farm Foundation. Despite negative word associations, consumers were more likely to buy gene-edited products if they understood the specific environmental and animal health benefits, according to the report. Here's today's He Said It. 
He said you all should buy bigger tractors and prepare yourself for the boom time to come. But his trade aid package merely attempts to make up for the access we should have had all along. That California representative Jim Costa of Fresno and a tweet about the president's trade agenda ahead of a House Ag Subcommittee hearing on trade yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, March 11th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.